What's up, family? It's your boy D. Gray back again, doing a podcast again in the same frame of mind I, I get in every few months. Uh, I think that we we all we all know what that might what might be the catalyst for that. So, um, but I want to talk about something that's again a personal issue, what I'm going through, but I, but it all to me fits in within the scriptures. And um, I know a lot of people are like sick of me talking about the scriptures, but I'm going to tell you, uh, if you do as much, uh, I, don't, I don't do a, as much studying as I should about the scriptures, but as much, if you know what I know about the scriptures, the Bible is a, is a true book. You can, you can try to debunk it. You can try to say whatever you want to say. It's a prophetic book. Everything that's in there happened to us as a nation. So I want to I wanna talk a little bit about idolatry because I'm dealing, I have dealt with and I am dealing with idolatrous people. And I'm going to tie vile affections. The Bible talks about vile affections in the scriptures as well. So I'm gonna to try to loosely, without script, try to tie idolatry in with vile affection. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it out uh, on a personal note, something that's personally happened. And I'm gonna tell the story because I think it's, it's relevant for those that are listening to understand why I would make such uh, a drastic judgment and decision on something that literally meant the world to me. So, and some of those that are listening, under they understand what I'm talking about. But once I explain it, you'll, you'll understand kind of loosely what I'm talking about as well. So, I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I, call, I, I consider myself a Hebrew Israelite. And basically, us Hebrew Israelites, we follow the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Bible. We are Bible-centric people. We believe that there are chosen people. We believe that the Most High has a chosen people and that we are given the oracles of the Most High God to follow these laws, statutes, and commandments to pull us up out of the, the curses that were put upon us for being disobedient to the Most High God. It's in Deuteronomy 28 on down. It'll explain it. And it only fits one set of people on the planet. And that's got to be the African-Americans. So given that, given that belief system, I believe that I am commanded by the Most High God of Scripture, the Bible that you guys read every every Sunday or whatever you pick it up on Easter once a year or whatever, what, you know, whatever's holding down your bills at home, I feel like I'm compelled and I'm commanded to follow the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Bible. Uh, truth be told, there are 612 or 13 uh, commandments in the Bible, not just the 10. You would know that if you study. Um, but because we're not in our own, our own land and, and because we don't have temples per se, we don't follow all 613. But there are a bunch of them that we can do. There are a bunch of them that we can do. And that's what the Most High God of the Scriptures, the God of the Bible, that's what he expects from his chosen people. Now, with all that being said, 
one of the commandments that are given to us in the scriptures is that we are not to do what pagans do. We are not to to, uh, deal in astrology. We are not to deal in witchcraft. And we are not to deal in pagan holidays. Now, if you do any research at all, any at all, any small research on all of the major world uh, uh, holidays, all of the major world uh, observances, uh, and especially the ones in the United States, most of these holidays are pagan in origin. You can go through Valentine's Day, Easter, you can go into Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, of course, and New Year's. These major holidays have pagan origins. Now, the Bible also gives us the high holy days that the chosen people of the scriptures are supposed to follow. There are several, more than a few, actually, uh, high holy days that us Israelites are supposed to follow. They, they are not any one of the major holidays that Americans follow. So, with that being said, we are commanded not to follow the pagan holidays, but to follow the uh, high holy days of the scripture. Now, let's get into my story. My story begins about a week ago when somebody that I, that I care for immensely, somebody that I've had a relationship with for a long time, brought to my attention that there was going to be a get-together uh, <laughs> on a Saturday. Now, if you know anything about the Hebrew Israelites, we, we, Saturday is our Sabbath. That's our Sabbath day, starting from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. So there was going to be a get-together on the Sabbath. Now, There's nothing wrong with going to a gathering and eating food on the Sabbath. However, on my Sabbath or on the the Hebrew Israelite Sabbath, we don't cook. So we're not supposed to cook and we're not supposed to buy and sell. But you can eat. So I was, when it was brought to my attention that there was going to be a barbecue or something during the day on the Sabbath, that's fine. I can eat. As long as it's not something that's not, as long as it's not food that that the, the, the Bible says that me as an Israelite cannot eat. But the, 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 the person that, that referenced the, the party to me uh, also referenced that there would be some Easter activities going on, on that, during that barbecue. So immediately I was told, I mean, immediately I was taken aback. I'm not going to do Easter stuff. So this particular person starts talking to me about it, it, you don't have to do it, blah blah blah. You could just be there. It, we don't. I don't even really know that it's Easter stuff. Well, then we need to find out. Well, the person that brought it to my attention says I'm not comfortable asking this other person if it's an Easter event, uh, but I still want us to go. I'm prefacing. I'm, I'm actually um, prefacing everything because I'm not, I can't remember exactly how the conversation went. 
Long story short, uh, the person was not comfortable with, with asking the other person, it, will there be Easter activities so that I could go? And I refused to go to something that I, that I, that I thought might even be Easter on top of that on the Sabbath. On top of it all on the Sabbath. Turned into a fight. Long story short, I'm feeling a little vexed. I'm feeling a little vexed about it. Because not only did this person that I care about deeply, I felt tried to talk me into doing something that the Bible explicitly told me not to do. It, it, this person actually wanted me to do this on the Sabbath. So I was a little frightened. It actually kind of scared me a little bit because we as Israelite brothers, we, we talk about this all the time, about certain nations trying to get us to do blasphemous things and how people will try to They'll try to coerce you into doing things that are antithetical to the scriptures. And we normally attribute these, these activities to devils and demons. So as this is happening, I'm actually getting, I'm, I'm actually panicking a little bit because this person that I have deep feelings for is angry with me because I won't, I won't do it. I won't. I won't submit to going to this thing that might be an Easter festival event on the Sabbath. And they are not even willing to clarify. I should just go. So I, I immediately, my, my head changed, my heart changed because now I, f I felt I felt a little, a little uh, trapped, and I felt a, the, the the world shifted for me at that point, as far as dealing with this person. So, of course, as I do, I go into teaching mode because it it helps me to um, clarify, or I got to put it down, and I got it's got a teaching moment. So I, I posted something, of course, to Facebook. And of course that person goes and sees that and then there's a, a huge fight because now this person, and I, and I will say that I wasn't upfront about it, but yes, that, that post was about the person <laughs> that I felt was, was trying to snare me. The Bible talks about that we should never be with anyone who's going to be a snare to you when it comes to following these laws, statutes and commandments. And I immediately, thought, I don't want to hurt this person. So I said something that wasn't true. And then the person, of course, they know better. And, and fine, I said, fine, you, 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 you know, yes, uh, okay. But it didn't change the fact that, that I, it became an issue for me because now I've, I've, I literally felt like 
somebody was trying to get me to blaspheme the most high God. And I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't think it was my problem. I don't think that was a problem with me. What I believe is going on in this world today, and it's a bigger issue, is the idolatry issue where we have to, where we, where not we, people believe that the, the wants and needs of other people come before the most high God. I believe in this instance that this, this certain person was so concerned about the person throwing the party that all reason went out the window. They didn't care about what God said about that type of that type of activity, nor did they understand that the person they were talking to is, is me could not very well in good conscience deal with that party in the context that it was. That they cared more about what that the person who was throwing the party thought than what God and the Israelite thought. And that becomes idolatry. You put anything above what God wants, that becomes an idol to you. Because now it's, I don't want to, I want to save face for this earthly man. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what God says. And I don't care what this Israelite says who is commanded to follow the oracles of God. I don't care what that, that he says either. That's idolatry. The other part of it is, is called vile affection. When you have some sort of unhealthy connection to something you shouldn't. And it, it the vile affection could be sex, anything. And in this instance, the vile affection that the Bible talks about could very well be an attraction to the person or to the event. You're so enamored with the Easter event that's idolatry, and it's also a vile affection that the Bible talks about. And anyone who would profess to believing in the Bible and believing what the Bible uh, asks us to do should, should be very careful about the things that they find valuable. If you're talking to somebody who, who wants to walk the walk, of the, of the scriptures and they want to do the things in the scripture that, that they need to do to become a better person for family, friends, husbands, wives, wh whomever. If you're dealing with that person, you should be very sensitive to the fact that you're not dealing with somebody who's just out here to, to please the world. The person that you're talking to is trying to please the God of the Bible. And if you can't deal with that, then that becomes an issue for everybody involved. And that's, we as Israelites, we have to be very careful about who we associate ourselves with. When they, when you have people in your lives that uh, idolize other people over you and over the scriptures, when, when people show favor to 
other people other than their so-called husbands, fiancés, and whatever over, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who's sincerely trying to follow the scriptures. And I will tell you this. People need to realize when you're dealing with God's chosen people, you have to answer for that. You have to answer to the Most High God for trying to coerce one of God's people into doing something that's blasphemous, something that's against them. You have to answer for that. Idolatry and vile affections, that there's something that we, these are things that we deal with every day. And people don't think that there's anything wrong with it. They see these holidays as something that's fun and for the kids and everybody comes together, not even realizing that the God of the scriptures frowns on all of it. Not to mention if you pull one of his chosen people into it. It's a, it's a, it's a sad thing when you have these things happen and there's no, and there's really no going back. There's really no, go, there's really no, we have a thing that an unforgivable sin in the Bible, and I don't know what scripture it is, but it says there's an unforgivable sin when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And we understand that the Holy Spirit is, is actually the law, the law, statutes, and commandments. We've all heard the spirit of the law when we're trying to adjudicate as far as the law is concerned, our, our, our judicial laws uh, in courts and the judicial system, we know that we always talk about the spirit of the law. When you're talking about the Bible, the spirit of the law is the Holy Spirit and the laws, statutes, commandments, doctrines that we are, we are compelled and commanded as chosen Israelites to follow. And if you, if you try to, if you, if you, because of your own vain deceit and your own vile affection, try to coerce an Israelite to do something that will blaspheme that spirit, that's an unforgivable sin. And it's, it's, it's not tolerated. I would, I would caution every one of us, everybody. Uh, I would caution Israelites to be careful about dealing with people that will try to, by technicality, get you to do things that will blaspheme the Holy Spirit through idolatry, vile affection, and vain deceit. And I would tell anybody out there who deals, if you deal with a, a Hebrew Israelite brother or sister, it would behoove you not to pull them into whatever thing that you want them to do that's antithetical to the scriptures. It might be even better for you to understand what the scriptures say. They said that salvation for the other nations outside of Israel is, is through Israel. So it would probably be, behoove anybody to watch how you deal with Israelite men and women and understand that you can't you can't pull them into blasphemies it's just it's just not going to be a good thing to do so 
with that, I say shalom and you guys have a great weekend.